what's up hello you guys welcome back to another episode of the curiosity didn't kill podcast and today i have my friend katie hi katie so today we're talking about confidence confidence in my opinion is one of like the pillars of manifestation and manifesting abundance all of that good stuff i literally asked chat ai how to build your (laughs) self-confidence what did it say um i really liked the dress the part do you ever do that yeah well so like it's like a longer answer than just yeah so without like totally going off on a tangent but dressing the part like I think there's like two different sort of aspects to that because like on one hand you could just say dress the part you know but to me that's almost like saying like fake it till you make it And it's not like Mm -hmm. totally authentic because like anybody can go on Instagram, Pinterest, and you look up like different styles and apparel and stuff like that. But like, it's not authentically you. But on the other hand, I totally believe in like identity, like discovering who you are and what you Mm -hmm. genuinely like and how you genuinely want to express yourself. So on that note, yes, dressing the part does make a huge difference in your confidence. Yeah, I mean, I think so too. Some days, like, even if I'm just going to the grocery store, like today, you just feel so much better when you dress up, not dress up like you have to wear a dress or anything, but just like put on a nice shirt and like jeans. Sometimes I will have those days I'll just like wear sweatpants and stuff out. But I just more confident when I like have makeup on or something not that makeup should make you feel more confident you should be more confident without makeup I but I guess that's preference um yeah there used to be a time like it wasn't even super long ago like I don't know maybe it's been five six maybe it has been a long time <laughs> so some odd years ago where like I would not leave the house without like makeup on like I wouldn't let anybody see me unless oh my I gosh, makeup on. yeah would you okay did you do this like when you were like before you got together with your current partner but like when you were dating you would bring like makeup with you in case you spent the night so like you could fix it real quick in the morning before they woke up I have done that before and I'm just like I woke up like this (laughs) yeah me too I'm like yeah this is just how I look when I wake up and then they see you once you take off your makeup for the first time and they're like wait you didn't look like that before when we first started dating right yeah but like I don't know it's so crazy to me like how like I was so serious about it like I literally wouldn't let anyone see me without makeup and like fast forward to now like I genuinely don't care if I go outside without makeup like I do it very often I'm just like yeah this is like what I look like but like Mm -hmm. the severity of I don't know like I was just very like oh no like I I can't go out into the world looking like this Yeah. And I don't know why we feel like that. Cause like, I think it's like a, well, it depends on like how you were brought up, like the culture, like what school you went to, especially like as a kid. Cause a lot of, especially for women, like we're constantly told in the media, like look a certain way, dress a certain way, look like these celebrities. And we're way more impressionable as kids, Mm -hmm. like even teenagers, uh, young adults in our twenties. So we like think like, I need to fit in this box in order to be pretty, in order to be accepted, in order to find a partner. And like, it, I feel like it's especially the beginning of your 20s and like in high school, like those are like the things, those are like the goals. Like, I'm going to have a boyfriend. I'm going to have lots of friends. And you know what I mean? Like, it sounds so trivial now. Well, too, and like for us, it was the rise of like media and like social media. Like we saw the beginning of YouTube, We saw the beginning of like Instagram, um, Facebook, MySpace, like all of these things. So it was not only like I need to be accepted by other people, but also like I need to show it like on the internet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how times come. What was number one again? Number one was self-acceptance. So accepting yourself. So Yeah. And I definitely think that's like part of self-identity too. So kind of like how we were talking about in the second one about identity, dressing the part, like expressing your authentic identity. But like Mm -hmm. when you know who you are, when you know like how you want to express yourself, that's also part of like the acceptance. So I think a lot of us Mm -hmm. like, so earlier I said confidence kind of sounds like, like when people talk about it (laughs) and I feel the same way about like self-care, self-love, like even just saying the word self-love, I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. It just sounds 
too mushy for me. <laughs> but yeah. like, it's, I think, so for me, and if anyone else feels that way, rather than seeing it as, as like self-love, like seeing it as, so like when you look at other people, other people have really cool qualities and you're like, that person is fucking awesome. Well, what makes them awesome? Because we can embody those things, whatever that is. So just being able to build ourselves up and do the things that we genuinely think are awesome or are epic. Like if we have a best friend and they're just like the best listener, can we be the best listener? Or if like they have a really cool hobby, like singing, like why don't we try singing? You know what I mean? Like just becoming the person that you genuinely think is cool. And like, I really mm -hmm. feel like that's like a different way to look at self-love and doing things that you really love is a different sort of lens of looking at self-care. Because I also like, I don't know, when people talk about self-care, I think of like facials and getting your nails done. And yeah. I'm not wrong, like I love those things, but I feel like that's another like, I don't know what the word is, like um, materialistic, like surface level thing. But like, I really feel like self-care is more like getting into or getting back to the things that you love to do like as a kid. Like, did you like to draw? Did you like to ride your bike? Like, did you like to go to the beach? Like doing the things that just make you happy. Like those are the things that I feel like are really self-care. No, yeah, that makes sense. Cause like you can get your nails done, you can get a massage, you can do a facial and like that is yeah. all great self-care to make you feel good. But like deep down, like, yeah. And I'm sure that stuff makes you confident. Like when you have your nails done or like you do a facial and you just feel more refreshed and you're like, Ooh, I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling <laughs> good. My skin's looking good. Um, but yeah, I think getting, that's more like you said, like materialistic surface level. Like you want to really get down to the deep root of it. Um, if you want to continue building that confidence. Yeah. And speaking of nails, so this past, nails I don't know, on two or three weeks it's like the first time I've had like nothing on my nails in like I don't know forever oh wow <laughs> that's awesome yeah and like I don't know because I always in my mind it was another okay so rewind so I started doing this thing called like the degaff project like don't give a fuck project mm -hmm. and I started writing down things in my phone like things that I care about that might seem trivial or like that I shouldn't care about. And then one night I was like, I have to do my nails. It was like Friday night, but I also had to get up really early on Saturday to do like the farmer's market. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot to do that Friday night. So in my mind, I'm like, I got to do my nails, got to do my nails. And I was like running out of time. But then I like, was like, why, why, like, why do I, why, why do I have to do them? Like, I don't, you know, like, it's just another thing that I'm stressing about. Like I'm adding to my list that I don't have to do. So I was kind of analyzing like why I care. And I was like, well, maybe we add it to like the DGAP list and we don't give a fuck about our nails because it's not the end of the world. <laughs> no, it's not. And it's different. Like if you feel like you have to, as opposed to I'm going to do this because I'm trying to do something for myself tonight. Like I'm going to do my nails. Yeah, exactly. But if you're like thinking, oh, like I was like that the other weekend, I had an event I had to do and I like wanted to fix my nails so bad because they were like, I had these stickers on them. I put little cats on them. For, oh, like, that's Halloween. cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, I just did this, but like before my event, I was like, I have to do my nails. They look so disgusting. Like I can't go out looking like this, but I just didn't have time. And it was just like stressful to have to do them. But then like after the event and now I'm like, okay, now I have time to do them. Yeah. Um, and it's more relaxing. Right. And that's what it goes back to like the self-care. Like if that's part of your self-care regimen, then like go for it. But if it's a thing now, that's just like a task, a to-do list item, right? get rid of it. <laughs> Add it to the, what did you say, DGAF list? Yeah, the DGAF don't give a fuck list. <laughs> I like it. So what was number three on your how to build confidence? Um, So some of these kind of all play hand in hand. Like we already talked about like the self-care, we did dressing the part, body language. Um, oh, that's interesting. That's on here. Yeah, like if you have good posture, like I always slouch. Like I'm sitting here like this, like this is so slouch. <laughs> like because sitting straight hurt, like hurts. <laughs> like this is a lot of work. You gotta build those um, muscles. <laughs> yeah, you gotta build those core muscles. Um, so just having good posture and like making eye contact can be like a very like power move per se, but like you can feel more confident because if you're looking down a lot, like I have a tendency to do that, like when you're talking or 
whatever to someone like of course don't just like stare at them and like be weird about it but like look away but just having like that confidence like looking at someone when you're talking and kind of I think there's like certain ways you can stand to that like make you appear more confident or have different meanings. well and I literally did that the other day maybe it might have been today if it wasn't yesterday but I was just walking down the hall, like nobody was around me. So this was purely like just for me and something that I did for me. But I was walking and I was like, just auditing how I was standing. And I was like, what if I stood up straighter? Like, what if I like put my chest out, put my arms mm-hmm. back? And I literally did this. And I was like, what if I just took up more space? So I probably look crazy if anyone was watching me, but I think I was alone just walking down the hallway. And I was like, yeah, like just take up, like physically take up more space. And just the act of like doing that, like made my brain yeah. kind of feel more like, oh, like we're kind of peppy. We're kind of like up, like it kind of gave me like a little bit more energy. And I was like, yeah, just stand up straighter, take up more space. But um. Yeah, like I know if you like stand with your arms crossed a lot, like that gives off the body language, like the energy, like you're not being open and receptive and you're kind of just like closed off to people. And like you were saying, the eye contact thing. And I had to like overcome that one because for me, I don't think I was like consciously doing it to be like, ooh, get away. But like Mm -hmm. it might have just been a comfort thing. Like I think this just feels comfortable. It is comfortable and I'm always freezing. Right? So I'm always standing oh. like this. So like, yeah. yeah, I do that all the time too. Right? Because I, I never know what to do having my, my arms. Hands. I feel like yeah. Ricky Bobby where I'm like, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> like, I guess you could put them in your pockets, but that feels weird too. Like, I don't I know. Do, it's like the hip thing or like the waist thing sometimes. Like, I just like leave them up here. But then I also feel like that looks weird because then you're kind of just like, huh. <laughs> Yeah, I do that too. And I feel like you're in the way because your elbows stick out oh. so much. Like I do that at work and people are like, excuse me. And I'm like, oh, sorry. And like my elbows like are just like, so then I do this. So I'm like not in the way either. But yeah. then it's like, I guess you just stand with your arms down by your side or like. Yeah. Well, okay. So <laughs> you were saying sorry just now made me like think of a super, like a tangent, but it does apply to confidence. So I also think another thing is like not saying sorry so much. Because oh, when yeah. people apologize all the freaking time, like, sorry, sorry, sorry. And this was another thing that I also had to overcome. Like, I would apologize like a motherfucker for everything. And people be like, why are you apologizing? Like, you didn't do anything wrong. And it took a few people, like, telling me that to really hit home and be like, yeah, like, why am I apologizing? But yeah, it just kind of makes you seem like you're not, like, you're not confident. Like, you don't have conviction in yourself. Because when you mm-hmm. apologize, it does seem like you think that you're doing something wrong and you have to like apologize for that. That's true. Like they always say, try to, I'm trying to think of like how it's worded, but like when you like, I'm just thinking of the example for like when people say when you're late, don't say like, sorry, I'm late. Say thanks for waiting for me. But yeah, like, yeah. You get into like a positive spin, like on them. So like, thanks for waiting um yeah like you're flipping the script. helping me pick that up or like if you drop something or like yeah yeah exactly and then when you do that you're like also giving the other person a compliment and then they're like oh yeah more compliment yeah yeah and then they that also shifts their perception too so maybe if they were annoyed they're like oh, okay you're appreciative so like it shifts the energy shifts the vibe right because you can say sorry and then they might just be like, okay, well, so what? Like, kind right. of, they're like, <laughs> you're still late. My time. <laughs> yeah. So what are we at? Number four on your list? Sure. Let's do, did we do face your fears? Did I say no. that one? No. Okay. So facing your fears. I would love some context. I know the chat AI doesn't give context, but what do you some. Th- Oh, does it? Yeah, it says, so gradually confronting your fears and step out of your comfort zone. So the more you do this, the more you realize you can handle challenging situations. So I think like, let's say if you're like public speaking and you're like terrified Mm -hmm. to public speak and then you do it and then like, okay, that might've been scary and maybe it's still scary afterwards. But like, as you keep doing it and facing your fear, you like, you become more confident. And then like the next time you're like, I can go out there and do this kind of thing. Yeah. Exposure therapy. (laughs) Yeah. That's literally me with like spiders. So like coming from California, there were not, I mean, there were spiders, but there were not spiders like there are here. Like this is a whole different level of insects and spiders. And I used to hate them, hate them, hate them so much. And I'm still like not a fan, 
But now when I see them, I'm not like, wow, I'm freaking out. But like, it's that exposure therapy, but it's the same thing with like any kind of fear or anything that makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> That's like we were talking about the other day or like last night when you were talking about being a server and oh, how yeah. like over time, like it is really shitty. But then like, <laughs> if you do it for like a while, it just becomes kind of second nature. <laughs> Right. Like you get used to it or, I mean, are you sure, I'm sure you're still going to have those days like where it's just horrible, but just oh yeah, doing it over and over. And I think that kind of plays in part um, with, I wrote this down. Oh, like, yeah. Doing things, something that challenges you. Like a lot of times, like I would know I was talking to you earlier, bring saying like, I can't do this. And then you were yeah. telling me how like people in your life say like, you can't do this. Um, but like, and you can, I mean, there's probably maybe be some things that you might not physically be able to do maybe you can work your strength up and get to that point or maybe you just like can't for whatever reason but for most things like if you keep trying and practicing like you can get there and you can do it yeah no totally it's definitely I feel like a mindset thing because like I mean this could also be a whole nother podcast episode on its own but it's like the mindset and the perspective that you go into the situation with or like the problem So if you Mm -hmm. go into it already telling yourself, I can't do this, or this is too hard, or I'm not able to because of X, Y, Z, like that's what you're going to believe. And that's going to be your truth. Like you're not going to see any other truth. So that's just, that that is what it is. But like, if you go into it with a more like flexible, like, well, let me see, let me try. And then you like, just do the thing, you know? then you Mm -hmm. will really surprise yourself. And if you go in, if you hold that mindset and you could like literally try absolutely anything and there's like nothing holding you back. That's really true. Like there was something I did the past weekend and I was terrified to do it. Like I was (laughs) scared. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know if I want to say exactly what it is on here. I was going to say, what was it? But if you don't want to say, I'm trying to think what it would have been. It was like an activity, like a sporting kind of activity that you do like more in nature. But like, I'm not a naturey person. I'm like very clumsy. And like, I just okay. think I could do this. And I like, and I just like wasn't interested. Like, I don't like, I like biking and I like hiking, but like, I don't like really yeah. doing outdoorsy stuff. Mm. Um, but I ended up trying something and I actually surprised myself. Like I would have never thought like I would have been able to do this. And I yeah. actually did pretty decent for my first time. Yeah. Um, but that's just the thing, like something you might not even ever think about doing like, and you're just like, what is my purpose in life? Like, what am I good at? Like all these things, like you never know unless you try these things. Like you might have sports and hobbies that you think you like, or you enjoy, but you're not good at them, but that's fine. You can still do them and play them and have fun. Yeah. It's good to like push yourself and try these other things. Cause you might like, not saying I did this, like unlock a whole <laughs> thing I'm good at, but you might. And that's like why it's good to try things that like push you out of your comfort zone. Cause now you might be more confident because you're like, Oh, I can do this now. And I didn't like being outdoors or whatever. Yeah, no, totally. Cause like there have been so many people that have just come up to me and they're like, how do I find my purpose? Like, I know that I'm meant for more. I know that I'm meant for, you know, something bigger than just like my normal nine to five job, but I can't figure out what it is. And they're usually coming from like a spiritual place. Like, how do I find this? How do I connect to like my guides or my highest self, whatever it is. And like, yes, it could be spiritual, But at the same time, it's like, it's really a lot of self-reflection. It's like, okay, well, what have you done in your life? What have you found that you're passionate about? If anything at all, a lot of us haven't tried a lot of things. Like you were just saying, like, have you traveled? Have you lived in different cities, different states? Uh, Mm -hmm. What activities have you tried? Like, what professions have you tried? Like, there's so many things that, like, literally, I feel like life is just, like, throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Like, it's really a lot of trial and error because, like, as a human, you can do absolutely anything. Like, there's not, like, really one thing. Like, you could do whatever. But it's more like finding what do you love? Like, what resonates with you, your energy, your soul, lights you up? Because, like, then when you find that thing 
that that's your purpose essentially but there's no like recipe or spell or like anything right. just like Send me a spell for my purpose yeah I mean, no, literally. Be nice <laughs> it would be nice yeah. yeah but it's it's genuinely a journey it's a self-reflection journey and it's a lot of hard work so like I feel like when you tell people that they're like oh that doesn't sound like fun like I don't know that I want to do that and I mean right. that's fine like to each their own but like at the same time you're not going to get that, I think, that result that you're seeking. You know what I mean? Like, you got to do the work. Well, and I think also, like, I I feel like I felt like this a few years ago where just, like, you feel like your purpose, like, you feel like it's this huge thing. Like, I always thought, like, mm-hmm. I have to be, like, a celebrity where I can, like, be a role model and influence people to, like, for mental health or, like, you know, just, like, different things like that. So, like, people need to know who I am so I can do this. Yeah. But, like, a purpose doesn't have to be that big. It can literally just be, like, okay, so I was working an event um, last week and this homeless lady came in and mm-hmm. she was so, like, inspiring like she was saying just like not inspired like more like her attitude was so positive even though she was homeless she's like girl I'm like good she's like I'm off like all the like drugs and like she's like I'm doing good like I'm homeless but that's okay like I have a whole community we love each other we like we're super supportive she would like, yeah. like, like she just had this radiating energy and like her like she might be like who knows what she's struggling with like I don't know but let's just say you're like in that like in a position and you're like I don't have a purpose like I don't have a job like I don't I'm struggling to find a house whatever but just like being that light like even just talking to people and just um brightening their day like that can be a purpose in itself it doesn't have to be this like huge thing where you have to affect multiple people it can literally just be touching a few people every once in a while or just like um whatever work you do like through that work um not like your work has to be your purpose but it could be anything like it could be small stuff like creating art and like people seeing it and then making them feel good or making yourself feel good like yeah I always thought it had to be this huge thing (laughs) no yeah I think I felt the exact same way especially when I started my own business because like Previous to that, I never, ever, ever, ever thought I wanted to have my own business. I never thought I wanted to run anything. Never thought Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a CEO of anything. I was like, "Mm, I'm good. Like, I'll be like their secretary and I'll just get all the money and help them do their thing. Yeah. (laughs) But like, so then it was an accident. Like, I feel like I told you the story. Like, we accidentally kind of just started this business and it didn't, it wasn't intentional. But when that happened now all of a sudden I was like well fuck like I I need to like be this influential like motivational like spiritual like person that's like really making a difference in people's life and like I feel like that that rings true like people have told me like I do make a difference but like I in my mind I thought it had to be bigger I thought it had to be greater and like that put a lot of pressure on me mentally feeling like I had to like live up to something that I was like I don't know that I even want this (laughs) but like you were saying like it could literally be anything like it could just be talking to somebody it could just be providing a service for somebody like just any interaction with any individual on any given day can Mm. change someone's perspective change someone's energy and you'd be like oh wow, like that person would like really shifted the way I thought about something or the way I felt about something. So yeah, your purpose doesn't have to be this big, crazy thing. And I think that is a lot of what we get hung up on. And especially, oh my God, the cats are literally fighting. (laughs) Your purpose could be like playing with cats and like stuff, like making animals happy. I know. Well, I've also thought about that too, because I really love animals. And I really still think about this like the cat thing that we had talked about like mm-hmm. some months ago but a cat cafe yeah yeah that would be cool too yeah or I just, and that's the thing I have so many ideas of things I want to do I just can't pick one either and then my life will go by and like, okay I did nothing I know well but, I feel yeah that's how ha- that happens to me too because I was like I could do this I could do that and like I feel like I've always ever since a kid had I was like the Jill of all trades master of none like I never really had a talent per se like there was nothing I could do like in a talent show and be like here's my thing but like I was always good at like a lot of little things if that makes any sense so like yeah I could like I I graphic design or I could be your 
virtual assistant, even though I would probably absolutely hate that, but like I'm super organized and I don't know. There's just so many things that like, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. Open a business, open a cat cafe. Like, I don't know, but you can have it all. <laughs> you can have then it all. The money. And, but then you would be like taking on so many things that that's, that's another thing that I had to learn in my professional world is like people would say to me like you're not superwoman you can't take on everything like when I used to work in like a corporate space like I would just be like yes I can do this yes I can do this and I mean I was genuinely excited about the projects but like you only have so much energy and time to do so many things (laughs) well right and I think a lot of things like I know myself included, like there's a lot of businesses and stuff like ideas and stuff I want to do, but then you have to factor in like, okay, what is like the cost? Like there's all these like dreams and stuff you can have, but then like reality hits and it's like, okay, well you do have to, like for certain businesses, you have to have money. Like what you're doing is cool. Cause like, I mean, I'm sure you do, but like, it's, there's like a, a world like now where you can do like stuff virtual, you can do like podcasts and like stuff like that, but like certain business adventures, business ventures, like I just feel like that could be kind of like self-limiting. Like people might think, well, I don't have the money to do that. I don't have the means to do that, but you can work your way up. You can start small and maybe like eventually you just have to put in a lot of work to try to get investors and (laughs) funding and. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like you were saying, it depends what you want to do because there is a lot of opportunity with the virtual world these days. And I think like that is still a shift. Like, even though people are doing it, I don't think everyone's totally on board with like how that's a lot of the way that the, I guess, service and even just like product industry is headed. Um, Mm -hmm. Because one of the like, I don't know, probably the top questions we get asked when we're at these events, like for the Crystal Boutique, is like, do you guys have a shop? Do you have a shop? So like, we've thought about so many times opening a shop here and... I just don't know that it would make sense. And I'm always saying, if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I mean, cause you, ha- yeah. Yeah. You have all this additional costs. You've got the overhead, you've got electricity, you've got internet. And it's like, if I'm going to do something like anything that I do, I'm doing it like 110%. Like I'm not trying to half ass anything. So like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to just open a shop where it's just a building and I'm like, okay, like here's your shop. You can come in. Like, I would want to do more. Like, you know, it's not just, I don't know, establishment. Like it's like, whoa, it's like this establishment. So Mm. yeah, but then that would make the costs of the things that you're buying as a consumer go up. So like, I don't know, it's like a a give and a take because at the same time, like I want to provide, like I view crystals as tools for people like, because you you use them in like energy work. So like, yeah, some people just think that they're pretty and whatever, but a lot of people use these things as tools. And like, I don't want to hike up the price just because now like I have a store, I have an establishment that you can like walk into, you know? So I don't know, it's hard. Um, But yeah, I think a lot of people are like going online now, like even big corporations, like freaking McDonald's and stuff like that. Like they've said that they're focusing a lot on their um, like online order marketing. Like they're not really giving attention to the storefront itself, like people walking into the establishment. Well, because a lot of people, I mean, some people might still go into the store, but a lot of people go through the drive-thru or they're doing like delivery services and a lot of people are online and social media and then they're getting those ads and that gets them to go there. Yeah, exactly. So what was number five? We did dressing the part, self-acceptance, set realistic goals. Um, Oh, I don't think we did set realistic goals. Oh, okay. Well, that can be number five. (laughs) so many on here and they're all good they all kind of intertwine with each other in a way yeah well and that's the thing too is like there's so many like aspects of confidence and so many aspects of like just I don't know raising your vibration in general self-care self-love all things but like I really do think setting realistic goals is a valid point um a lot of the time when we want to do something we just set out to to do something and it's not like a measurable goal necessarily where we're like okay I can achieve this and this is how I'm gonna achieve this and then we're disappointed when we don't achieve it so then it doesn't really like 
raise morale. We're just kind of lowering the morale and then like, oh shit, like, why did I even try? I'm not going to try that again. And then that just gets put into the bucket of like, I can't do this. And then it feels like you're proving yourself right when you're like, yeah, I knew I couldn't do that. Well, and I think it's important too, like, I like how you said, um, doing things to get to that goal because I, like myself, I set a goal and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. But then I don't, like, I have a goal for myself, but then you have to like, I don't like, I have to take the active steps to get to that goal. I can't just say like, yeah, I'm going to produce a record. Like if I was a singer, but then not do things like, yeah, sure. I can like produce a record if I have the equipment, but maybe I'm not the best singer. Like, it's not going to be a good record if I don't then do vocal lessons or I don't practice my craft or like that you can set goals, but then yeah, doing things or like, um, I'm trying to think of an example like I want my blog to get 2000 followers. Like that's mm-hmm. my goal, but then I'm just going to, like, you can't just sit and wait for that to happen. You have to like post about it. You have to put out content. You have to market, you have to do all these things to help you achieve your goal. Right. So I like how you said like the steps to get to your goal. Like you can't just sit and wait for it to happen. Yeah. And then like, oh, I did my goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And it's so like when people talk about goals, like I kind of attribute goals and habits almost like the same Mm -hmm. because we have to change essentially our habits in order to achieve a certain goal. Like if that's the action, the thing that we're changing, the thing that we're doing and the way I visualize it, I'm a visual person is it's like a roadmap. So if I'm going on a road trip, if I'm going from like California to New York, I need to know how to get there. Like what highway am I taking? What stops what uh, off ramps on ramps where are my rest stops hotels restaurants like I need to know everything in between it doesn't have to be absolutely everything like there's room for like you know but an idea like a structure some kind of sense of organization to be able to get there otherwise if I'm just winging it and I get in my car and I'm like okay I'm going to New York now like I might get there but like it's gonna take a lot longer and it's going to be a lot of like weird, I'm probably backtracking, like who the fuck knows? Like you might end up in Canada. I don't know. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. That's a huge way away. Right. So yeah, you, I feel like the, the structure and the, the things, the actions that you're taking to get there are more important. And the thing that you should be focusing on when you mm-hmm. set a goal versus the goal itself. And this is like a problem. And one of the reasons like I don't like New Year's resolutions because the resolution, well, one, we call it New Year. Like I can only have a goal at New Year's. Two, you're focused on the goal. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to lose weight. Like that's a classic one. Right. Okay. But what are you doing about it? Like, are you going to go to the gym? What's your gym schedule? Are you going to wake up early in the morning? Are you going to go after work? Like what is your- You have to stay consistent. You can't just do it for a month. Right. Yeah. So what does that consistency look like? Cause you have to set yourself up for success. Like if you know, cause you've probably tried to lose weight before this can't be the first time. Right, yeah. <laughs> so if you didn't do it last time, what's going to be different this time? What's going to keep you consistent? Like, are you going to find a different way to work out? Cause like maybe you were running before, maybe you mm-hmm. absolutely hate running and that's why you stopped going. So what's this thing? What are you changing now? that like didn't work before. And that's part of like the processes, the organizations, the structures, that piece is way more important than the goal itself. And that's helping you set yourself up for success versus, you know, ultimately failure, which is going to bring you more confidence in the long run versus like, I can't do it. (laughs) Oh, you can. Yeah, you can. And I think I heard once too, like you can have maybe like a major goal, but you should also have little mini goals, like Mm -hmm. to get yourself there. So you can have like just a small goal that you know you can achieve. So then you achieve it and you're like, oh, cool. Like I did that. And then set another goal that's maybe like in the same realm, but just like your next step. So like you can, like you said, like in your roadmap, have these little steps to get yourself to this big goal that might take five, 10 years, but you're achieving all these little other goals along the way that can make you feel like confident that you're like, okay, I'm pushing forwards. I'm to this next level, almost like a, like a graph or something or like yeah. a little charts or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's super valid with anything that you do, whether you're trying to lose weight or like 
improve in business, improve in like followers, like whatever it is you're trying to do. Cause like, I feel like we have this big goal, like whatever that is. And that's great. Like we should all have big goals, big dreams, but it can, it like drains our energy and feels like overwhelming when we don't reach it because that big goal is probably like a lifelong thing. Like you're like, I will get there, but because we're such, we're programmed, especially nowadays to have instant results, instant gratification. Like I can just watch Netflix. I don't have commercials. I can order DoorDash. I don't have to go to the store. Like everything is instant. So -hmm. if I don't have instant gratification from something, I just feel like, so setting those small goals, even if like you, you do daily goals. Like, so for example, Mm -hmm. we were saying going to the gym, losing weight, just going to the gym that day is your goal we're not even talking about the goal of like losing weight. It's just like, did I go to the gym? And then if you check that off every day, that over time builds that confidence. Yeah, that's true. I would agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's so, it's just interesting. Like, cause even the most confident person, I feel like I don't want to say you're not confident, but like, there's always like these little areas of like confidence that we can improve because like every, every fear, every like limiting belief, like we all have limiting beliefs. We all have the stories of like, I can't do something or I can't do this because of this, whatever it is. Like if you just explore the subject of confidence and like, think about, okay, well, why am I saying I can't do this? Why do I feel like this? Like just exploring that can kind of help you shift your perception around the limitations and build that confidence, which like we said earlier, helps you do absolutely anything. Right. There must be like a reason why you feel that way. And I know you talk a lot about like getting to the root cause of things, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, say in my situation, when I was seeing these servers pick up these trays, I'm like, there's no way I could ever do that. (laughs) Like it's heavy. It's a lot. I'm clumsy. I'm going to drop all these plates. Like, and that's a lot of like negative self-talk. But like, what what did I say? The root cause, oh, the root cause of it. So like, why do I feel that way? Like, why do I feel like these people can pick it up, but like, why can't I? Like if they can do it, like we're similar size, like, like if they can do it, like I should be able to do it. Um, like, is there something in the past that like, I dropped all this stuff? Like, um, when I carry things, I drop it all the time. My hands are like butter, (laughs) like whatever (laughs) the things just slide off of me or like was held up before for something like that. And like, why am I feeling like I can't do that? Like there must've been something along the way of my life that made me feel like oh, I'm just going to drop it and get yelled at like before or something, you know what I mean? Um, So trying to figure out like why you feel like you can't achieve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that awareness goes such a long way because you don't even have to like dive into the like where the thought came from. Like you don't have to identify like an ex-boyfriend told me I was clumsy or something like that. Like you, some people might not know, they might not remember, like who knows, but being aware, the fact that you were able to see that, okay, I'm telling myself myself that these limiting beliefs and I'm aware that these limiting beliefs are holding me back from trying to do this thing or whatever it is, that you can now shift that narrative, shift the mindset and start encouraging yourself and telling yourself you can do this. And a part of that is kind of like reparenting. I don't know if you've heard of that term, but when we yeah. reparent ourselves, it's almost like what our our parents, our mom, our dad, whoever, what would we wanted them to say in this kind of a situation? Like, no, like you got it. Like you are not clumsy or blah, 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 whatever it is. Like you can do it. So like being able to tell yourself those things can help you shift the narrative, shift your perspective, and again, give you more confidence. So in that scenario, what did, what did you do? Did you like, just try it anyway? Or <laughs> I did try it and I was able to like carry it. It was so difficult, but then like, I couldn't put the tray down and I was like, oh gosh. And then I was like, kind of like bending and like squatting. Like I kind of have a bad back. So I feel like my back was going to give out. So I was like, oh. trying to, 
push the food onto the thing. But I was just like, yeah, never again. But like, I know they said your arm muscles, like, I'm like, put me back on the bar. Um, oh my God. They say your arm muscles will like start to like get bigger over time. It just like, you learn a way to do it. Cause like these other girls come in there and they're literally picking it up. Like it's two pounds and it's like a 20, 30 pound plates. It's yeah. like, they're all organized and whatever. But I mean, but it's the same thing with like contacts. I've been trying for years to try to get contacts in my eyes and I'm barely like, basically can't see, like everything's blurry <laughs> far away from me. Um, but I'm still like, like everyone else can do it. Like almost everyone I know can put in contacts that needs to, like, why can't I do it? Like, I just really need to sit there and like, just do it because I'm sure yeah. I can. I just like, I'm telling myself, like, I can't get it in my eye. I can't get it in my eye. So then I'm not getting it in my eye. Yeah. Well, that's another thing though. Like how you were saying everyone else can do it, but I can't like that little piece of like comparison is -hmm. almost like you're judging yourself. So then you like are more down on yourself because you feel like you can't do it, but other people can do it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's so hard not to, and I literally do this all the time myself, but I'll try to snap myself out of it whenever I find myself doing it. Cause like I'll compare myself to like people at the gym, like I'll be like lifting and I'll kind of like look over. I'm like, well, they're lifting like a little mm-hmm. bit more than me like maybe I should and I'll be like no no like stop it like don't think about that because like everyone's different and if I try to maybe do something that I'm not ready for then you you know hurt yourself um but just not having the judgment not having the like I don't know like yeah you're judging yourself and you're making yourself feel more shitty that you feel like you can't do something <laughs> so trying not to judge yourself and then like hyping yourself up like I can do this and then it's more than just I can like be like I will do this like I can put contacts in even if you told yourself like I am a contact wearer I wear contacts every day like no problem Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe if you said that to yourself like every day and just they would just be able to go in my eyes (laughs) maybe But I think that's true. Like, I think so. And that's a good point. Like some people at the gym can lift heavier weights. Some people can put contacts in their eyes and there is no specific timeline. It's just what's right for you. Like Mm -hmm. it might take you, like it might take somebody a few days to do or weeks to do. And then some might take some people like months to do, but as long as you get to that point and um, this is, this is also kind of interesting that I've noticed and it kind of goes to like, well, if other people can do it, why can't I, but just like looking at other people and like, um, Cause I know for me, like confidence also, like I deal with some like chronic pain and stuff. So mm. I might think like, I might just not be as confident. Cause like how I feel in my body, I'm like, well, I don't really feel good. So I probably don't really look good or like look confident in things. And it's interesting. Cause I posted a post on Facebook and said like, does anyone else look at other people and think like, I bet you, they don't have this. I bet you they're not mm. dealing with this. And so many people commented, they're like, I do this. I do this. Um, saying like, they also look at other people and are like, I bet you that girl's not dealing with like back pain or whatever they're going through. Like, I bet you that person's not dealing with like a hard life or like struggling with the things I'm struggling with, but like other people are doing that too. So it's important to know that like, maybe they're not dealing with chronic pain, but maybe they're dealing with like something else that's just like horrible or whatever, you know? So it's, it's interesting to see that like a lot of so that doesn't necessarily, I don't know what I'm trying to say, have to play <laughs> play in your confidence or not. But like, it's just interesting to know that you're not alone and like the things that you're dealing with. Yeah. Are, other people are having the same thoughts as you or are dealing with them as well. Yeah. Well, first of all, like good on you for even asking the question, because a lot of people would be too scared to ask a public platform like Facebook. <laughs> Well, like my mom said that to me in the car. We were like going to the grocery store and she's like, I bet because she's dealing with like ear stuff. And she's like, I bet you that person doesn't have an earache like me or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, I bet you that person doesn't have chronic pain. And I'm like, wait, what if they do? Like, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you really never know. And I mean, I don't know that I've ever really had that thought process because like for me, like, yeah, I don't know what someone's going through. Like, I don't know them. They're strangers, right? So, yeah. like, I don't think I would assume that because I know, like, life in general is just not to sound pessimistic, but full of shit. It's hard. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hard. So, like, everyone's going through some form of shit, like their own kind of shit. So, mm-hmm. like, I try to keep that in mind too. Like, even if someone's having a bad day, someone cuts me off, I especially have to remember this in the car. 
and remind myself because I'm a pretty chill person. Like, I don't think a lot upsets me. Yeah. But fucking people that I feel like can't drive, I don't know what it is, but I'm about to like flip a lid. I'm just like, oh my God. Like, it gets me so riled up. And Mm -hmm. I ask myself all the time, like, why does this bother me so much? I'm like, it's probably because you're jeopardizing my fucking safety. (laughs) Right. Like, this is my life. Yeah. Like, well, today. Yeah. Like, literally this morning. So I'm about to, I'm on a highway. So, like, I'm going, I don't know what the speed limit is, like 50, 55. And I'm making a turn into a driveway, but the driveway's on the highway. So I Mm -hmm. I put my blinker on way before, start to slow down car behind me I notice does not slow down as I'm slowing down like they're going a little bit too fast but then there's like a semi behind them so I'm like oh like, I gotta turn like I'm slowing down I gotta I'm gonna turn but then I like hear them honking and I'm just like I it just made me so frustrated because like I understand that that person behind me is frustrated because there's a fucking semi behind them and that looks like scary but it's also not my fault that they didn't slow down like right like you, they should be slowing down they shouldn't be honking at you like you had your blinker on they know you're turning like what are you right. supposed to do <laughs> right so like yeah. it's just shit like that people that don't use a blinker I don't know there's so many things it just makes me so mad but anyway so when stuff okay. like that happens like I have to constantly remind myself I'm like maybe they got to get somewhere they're going really fast maybe something happened maybe their wife is pregnant and her water just broke i don't know like i don't know their life i, I always think that too broke. a majority of now they're just wanting to get somewhere <laughs> just want to get to the store i'm just kidding i mean probably but i try to keep an open mind and be like you know what i don't know where this person's going and what they're trying to do but mm-hmm. i really i have to do that to like calm myself down <laughs> yeah that's a real thing road oh my god I don't know. No, there's like a a swing thing here, and she like pulled on it, but the whole thing like I don't know, it like swung, and it was I don't know these cats. Sometimes I have to warn people when I'm talking on here, like Mm -hmm. whether it's just a chat or like a podcast recording, that I don't have ghosts because sometimes you can't see the cats, but then things will move behind me, and I have to be like, hey, just in case, it's not a (laughs) ghost. just my cats my cats just, ghost. yeah it's just cats but yeah so confidence confidence is huge and confidence is one of the pillars to manifesting whether you want to call it manifestation reaching your goals whatever you want to call it like in order to do those things in order to progress in life to achieve to thrive we have to build the confidence muscle so i mm-hmm. call it one of the pillars of manifestation <laughs> I like how you called it a muscle because it does have to like you have to build it to grow and like you need to build your muscles to like work and like yeah. use them. You have to keep using them in order for them to keep working. So. Right. Yeah. Progress, not perfection. It's definitely a muscle that you have to constantly use over time. Mm-hmm. Find a practice to practice your confidence like every single day. And then just over time, you will like build that confidence. And like, I also think it's important on that note to look back and to reflect yeah. on where you've been. Um, mm-hmm. I have a hard time with this, not a hard time, but like, I don't do it enough. So I'm actively trying to do it more where like, I think about where I used to be, how I used to feel about certain things and like, okay, the person I am now, like the person I am now is very different. I've accomplished way more. So reflecting helps me build even more confidence. I'm like, oh yeah, I have done really cool shit. <laughs> so then that like gives me a boost of confidence whenever I'm feeling not so confident. <laughs> right. I think that's really important to like journal all your successes. And that's one of the things on here too, is like to journal the things that you did, even the little things that you feel accomplished or looking back at your life like that. Like I don't even think about some things I did when I was like 19, 18, 20, whatever, Um, but I'm like, oh, wow, that was really cool. And not that many people have done that before. So like, and then it makes you feel better and be like, okay, well I did that. So like now I can do this and yeah, yeah, no, totally. And that's why I love journaling so much. Like, well, two reasons, one helping you become, um, we're talking about identity earlier, like shift into the person that you want to be, because you need to be a certain kind of person to achieve certain goals. Right. So mm-hmm. that, and then also just for reflection, because like there are things that will happen, conversations that you will have, interactions that you would totally forget. Like I forgot things that happened yesterday. <laughs> so there's definitely going to be things that I forgot like a year ago. So you can go back and do that reflection 
And it's a really great, great reflection tool to help you build um, confidence. And I feel like there was another thing that I was going to say to you that now I've totally forgot about because I just talked about forgetting things. <laughs> of course. Right. Yeah. I, I don't even know what it was, but yeah, journal, journal, everything, even just your daily tasks, build your muscle, build your confidence. Um, are there any things that you're doing on a daily basis to try and build your confidence muscle? There should be more, <laughs> but at least you're aware. So that's a good step. Yeah. I definitely need to do more things like on this list to build my confidence. Um, I know a lot of people talk about like writing yourself notes. I always thought that was silly. And like a lot of people mm -hmm. say, oh yeah, it sounds silly, but it really works. And that's something like maybe I should try doing. I knew one guy that literally would write. Um, he was like my best, like one of my good friends, um, friends or her boyfriend's friends, whatever. So he like said, like he wrote this stuff, like on post-it notes and would put it on his like mirror saying like, you're confident. And like, when he told me that, I was like, that's so weird. Like, why would you do that? Look and at like, you. You're so judgmental judging. <laughs> no, I think I'm more judgmental. I need to be less judgmental and more confident. Um, right. You're judging him. And that's why you think other people judge you. <laughs> right. And that's true too. Like if you're judging other people, like, of course that plays into the whole role of like, if you do something, you think other people are doing it. Yeah. Um, but that's not necessarily true. And then that's just on your mind because you're like, oh, well, I'm doing this. So like they're doing it too. But that's not necessarily true. Yeah. Um, but going back to that, I think that, like that is like now that I'm older, this was like seven years ago that he told me this. Yeah. But um, like I know that does work for a lot of people. So good for him for like not feeling weird about that and like putting yeah. that smear and saying that. Well, that's himself. probably he had the confidence to tell you that because he did right. <laughs> Hey, Katie, I put post-it notes on my mirror to tell yeah. me how confident I am. No, literally when I first started manifesting. So like, I don't even know how old I was. It was probably maybe seven years-ish too now. I don't know. Seven mm -hmm. years ago. Um, I stumbled upon manifestation and I was like, ooh, what's this? And I was in a weird point in my life where like I didn't have a job, couldn't find a job. I don't know. It was fucking crazy. And I was like, sure, what do I have to lose? You know, like I got nothing left. I'm going to try it. And I did. And I was like following, like, you know, I was like going down the YouTube rabbit hole of like what people were saying and trying to do those things. And one of them was writing like notes or writing like affirmations. And I had a closet door that was just mirrors. So I would take uh, dry erase markers and write like notes to myself, affirmations. And I don't remember what they said, but just positive things about myself that I would read. Like I would lay in my bed and like read them like every day and just shit started changing in my mm -hmm. life. And it was so crazy. I was like, holy shit, there's no way that these little things that I'm doing, like I'm just changing little things about my life that you would not think would make a difference. Right. But it did like, it. I don't know, magic, energy, science. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> just like the but power of drawing and like attraction like I think like if you're telling yourself like like the dreams and the goals you have like I did this too and then like I got my dream job I would literally sit in my apartment like in the bath like light candles like yeah. super intense and just like lay there and visualize myself yes. like being where I want to be and like it like I would visualize myself coming out of the bathtub and like going and doing all these things that I want to do and like you're gonna yes. be this business and then I would draw myself back and then like within a year I had my dream job and that's like, so fucking epic it's crazy and um so it's just like I think it really is like that law of attraction and that's like why people do that and they write these post-it notes saying like you're confident if you're telling yourself these things over and over again like you're going to start to believe them you're going to be drawing Maybe yeah. like you might not feel confident right away, but like you might start doing things like dressing the part or whatever it may be. Um, yeah. But like, you're going to attract more to you. I mean, they always say like, if you surround yourself with negative people, like you're going to be negative or confident people. And it is true. Like I went to a lot yeah. of networking events when I used to live in Wisconsin and like all those people were so business minded people. And like, mm -hmm. it made you want to be like that too. And like, you're like, oh, well, they're like super dedicated in their craft. Like I'm going to work on this too. Cause I want to be successful as well. Like, as opposed to like, then you go home and maybe some guy you're talking to is just like, playing video like just not very motivated and stuff and then you're like okay oh. well I'm not motivated either. um you Been know there, so done that. Like, so, yeah it is just like all like 
what are you visualizing? What are you attracting to yourself? Building that confidence to like get to the point to where you want to be and it will come. You just got to work at it. Yeah. That just excited me so much when you were talking about visualization. Like we should have another episode yeah. all about visualization because well, it's so powerful. Yeah, so powerful. it really is. And it yeah. seems silly. Like, oh, if I just think about it, it will happen. And like, you have to get careful with that though, because then I sometimes like everyone probably has like intrusive thoughts. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, if I swore, like I'm, this car is going to hit me. But just because like you think about that doesn't mean that's going to happen. Because I talked to a therapist once about this. I'm like, well, like you say, like if I think about things, then they, they'll come to me like good things. But then isn't it the same for bad things? Yeah. Um, but well, it's also though, like, so we'll save a lot of this for like yeah, that episode. That. <laughs> but I just want to say on that note, it is like how, because I talked about this before in like a master class or something. When people say like, don't think negative thoughts because it's going to mess up your manifestations. It's fucking bullshit. Because if I tell you, don't think about the color red. You will. Did you just think about the color red? <laughs> I thought about like when they say don't think of an elephant. So I thought of a red elephant. Okay. Well, there you okay. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. When you say don't do this, you do the thing because you, you heard it. So like it's there, it's in your brain. So, but we'll, we'll save it for for a, a different episode um but is there anything else on the list that you would do that you would add to your daily like flexing the confidence routine so I do like do like I said I do like the dress part already sometimes like mm-hmm. when I'm wanting to feel more confident um yeah I do the self-care stuff occasionally but I have to like be careful with it because like like you said like if I get a massage or something and I'm not happy with it then I'm just like oh wow that was a waste right. um or like, so that's why I don't, those things, like you said earlier, are great, but they're not like getting to the root cause of it. Um, yeah. I do like to like be artistic and like paint. I'm not a very good painter, but I like to like paint and color. I got like paint markers because I like like drawing better than I like painting because my paintings just look like. I don't even, have I ever seen your paintings? I don't think I knew No, because they're not good because then you see just like, stop. I don't know. <laughs> what if they're they are just, though? Well, they're like, they're not like landscape. They're literally like what you would see like as a, like a teenager would draw with like flower or like plants and like peace signs or something because I can't draw <laughs> landscapes. So they're just well, like. you're probably your own worst <laughs> critic. Right. Yeah. But like, I do stuff like that because that like gets your creativity going and it yeah. can, yeah, maybe my paintings don't look good, but. Yeah. I guess well, but you're doing it for you though. That's the important part. Yeah. So that might be more self-help things. I need to like learn. I need to do the things that we were talking about earlier, like not saying the sorries as much and posture and like really focus on that. Cause those other things are like easy. Like it's easy to dress nice. It's easy to um, like do, do your nails or whatever, but like the things that take work are really like focusing on like, how am I standing? Like, Oh, don't say you're sorry. Unless it's something like you really need to apologize for. Yeah. Uh, and things like that because then that's true too because like then if you say sorry for everything and like then you actually are sorry because you did something like you really shouldn't have done then like does it even mean anything yeah yeah mm-hmm. I think like for me it it's mostly like a self-critic thing because like my brain will go from zero to 100 so fast and like I will like think of like the worst case scenario maybe not the worst case scenario but like something's gonna go wrong or like if I talk to this person, they're going to do this and we're going to already start arguing. And now I'm in my mind, I'm having an argument with them, but the argument hasn't even happened. Like, Mm -hmm. nor will it probably happen. Like I just play out scenarios in my head. I do that too. I I think a lot of people do that. And then if it doesn't go your way, then you're like mad. Well, okay. So literally like today, I'll tell you, and I don't think she would watch this. So I feel like I can say it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So like our realtor, Oh. <laughs> something was like a miscommunication on some paperwork and it's not the end of the world it's not a big deal but I was kind of disappointed and a little like confused of like well what do you mean we can't do this this thing and she told she called me and I couldn't pick up the phone at the time and I had to wait to call her back and in my mind I thought she was just going to tell me all the reasons why like we can't do this or this can't happen or something, something, something. And now I'm just like, oh, like, oh, <laughs> like that was like the energy that I had. But mm-hmm. then I called her and she had like a solution. And I was like, oh my God, like, thank you. Mm-hmm. So 
anyway, long story short, like it's just proof that like I that's my like confidence thing is like my brain will run away with something. And it, it the, that the thinking that I have, like, I don't know, it's negative and it kind of brings like that confidence down. But mm-hmm. if I had more confidence in the scenario, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. be so drained, I guess. And I would be more confident in the things, whatever it is. And I do the same thing with, if I want to do something like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is like an idea I have. And then I'll start to play out the idea in my mind and like how it might be perceived or how much time it'll take me. And I'm, you know, and then it kind of gets like, Ooh, now I'm like killing my own, (laughs) killing my own vibe. (laughs) Well, and it never goes as expected. Like your phone call, like you can play a but I've done this before. Like I was waiting for like a guy or something to call me and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's going to say this or like, it's going to go this way or it's going to go this way. And I literally have five things in my head and it didn't go any of the five ways in my head. Yeah. So exactly. So for, yeah, at least that's, I think that's my thing is like, I'm my own worst. I don't know that critics the right word, but like, (laughs) yeah, I'm my own worst enemy. Like I'm always thinking that something's wrong and something's Mm -hmm. not going to go right. So like, I don't want to say always because like I'm not always like that but it does happen so like that's the one thing that I want to like try and and I'm aware of it so like when I do do it I'm trying more now to like snap myself out and be like ah stop it like you don't know that and then I'll try to like reverse but yeah because it's like it's so easy to do but it's it's not helpful to do because like what did that do just make you upset or anxious or nervous or whatever you just have to but it's hard like to tell yourself okay you don't know (laughs) like just right breathe right just breathe (laughs) breathe I almost thought about getting that as a tattoo once just to remind myself to breathe because sometimes I don't I mean yeah that's pretty valid like um I wanted to be like a breath instructor Mm -hmm. I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's like a right like breath work facilitator um because I found that like a lot of us aren't breathing the right way like yeah we're breathing we're alive but like there's so much more we could be doing to like breathe properly and techniques to like, you know, literally calm ourselves down. And it's so easy to do because you don't need a thing, right? Like you just need to breathe. <laughs> Going on that. And then I don't know if you, um, but what's really interesting that I was told once is the reason like people are taught to breathe in like stressful and anxious situations is because like you will always have your breath but you might not have like a certain tool maybe you use or like your sage or whatever like you might not always have something with you but you will always no matter what situation you will be in you will always have your breath so that's why it's always really important to just know how to do good breath work or breathe or like yeah yourself down with your breathing because that is one tool you will always have with you yeah. Well, and that's how I stumbled upon it. I think, um, well, I was doing a mindfulness based stress relief certification and I didn't always have anxiety, but then I, I don't know, maybe two years ago or something, I started to get anxiety and then I would get it when I like lay down at night. I think it's because that's when you're like, everything's quiet and then right. your brain gets really loud So I would like, my heart would start racing and then I would freak out. And especially when I never had an anxiety attack before and all of a sudden these things are happening. I was like, oh shit, I'm dying. (laughs) Yeah. It's scary. So for that long without having it. I mean, yeah. But so that's how I kind of gravitated towards breath work is like, okay, if I'm lying down at night, like I need to do something quick. Like I can't Mm -hmm. get up and go, I mean, I could, but like, you don't have to do a whole routine or like go somewhere, do yoga or I don't know, whatever. Like you can just sit there and breathe. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to get, and I still think I might (laughs) like degaff tattooed on my knuckles. It was something that I wanted to do. Like, I don't even know, probably, I don't know if it was a teenager or like early twenties, but I never did it. Degaff? Degaf, like don't give a fuck. Oh, I thought you said degaf. I'm like, what's that one? <laughs> DGAF. 
But I feel like it's so funny because like, okay, so remember how I was telling you like my whole confidence thing and I would write things on the mirror. One of the things that I also did too is I had, you know, those like letters that you can get like at like Hobby Lobby or like Michael's, like they're just letters. I literally (laughs) had them on my mirror, like on the wall and it like said D-G-A-F, huh? Like scrapbook stickers? No, like the big, like sometimes they're like metal or they're like wooden and it's just like a big letter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, multiple of those up on your wall. Yeah, well, it's just D G A F. Oh, okay. Or don't give a fuck. So there's like so there there was four, four of them, and they were next to my mirror. So like every time I was in the mirror, I'd be like, okay, just don't give a fuck. (laughs) But I feel like it sounds so silly. But I feel like that phrase has just like helped me along my own personal journey. That I'm just like, yeah, like if we just cared about frivolous shit way less we would be less stressed in having that mindset and things like you just don't put up with as much and you're just like okay dgaf i'm not putting up with that but just kind of having that mentality because like that is true because like so many people i know also like are so stressed in their jobs and whatever but they're not doing anything about it they're just like i'm so stressed i'm so stressed and i'm like yeah that's horrible and i feel awful for you but are you doing anything about it Yeah. Well, and that's kind of like one of the things that like, I don't want to say frustrates me the most, but it kind of like when someone says something like that, like I'm not making enough money or I don't like my job or whatever it is. Like usually if I have a quick conversation with them, I can already think of at least three to five things that would give you more income or that you could try to do to like fix the situation. But mm-hmm. then they're like not wanting to take the steps to try. And then they're just like, I don't know, it's not going to work or that's whatever it is. You know, there's just like excuses. So I'm kind of like, well, I don't know. Like th- that's on the action is on you. Like that's your responsibility to do or not to do. But the opportunities I feel like are always there. Yeah. And it's just scary getting out of routine. Oh, like, yeah. Getting, yeah. being stuck in a routine and like having your routine you know you have your job like it's comfortable or whatever your routine may yeah. be like breaking that routine like you were saying earlier like moving like a lot of people don't want to move because that's scary yeah. but um and I told myself I was never like I never really thought like oh I'm gonna move but then I did it and everyone's like wait you're doing that and like <laughs> well, yeah why wouldn't I and but like once you do it once then you're like okay well I could just move again and like you know like to a different state or whatever yeah um, so yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've moved like eight, nine, 10, 11, somewhere times, like so many times that I'm, now it's, I don't want to say I enjoy it because I don't like, it's still like, uh, but like, I, I definitely don't view it as one of the most stressful things in life. Cause like, I feel like I saw some poll where like people viewed moving as one of the most stressful things in their entire life. And I was like, what? <laughs> I guess people are different, but like, yeah, like, oh yeah. Going back to that. So things are just like, maybe you don't want to do things because it's scary or you're like the yeah. fear of the unknown, which I think a lot of people have. I have that. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. So just doing things and trying things. Like you don't know if you hate it, you can always go back. Maybe like if you quit a job, you can't go back to the job. They might not let you come back, but if it's <laughs> not a job, if it's something else, like if you move somewhere and you don't like it, you can always move back. Yeah. No, it's really true. All right. So I think we've been chatting. I don't know how long we've been chatting, but it's going to be two episodes. I know, right? It's like a whole thing. So many tangents, but it was a great conversation. And I'm really, really excited to do another one talking about visualization. I think that's going to be really cool. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you if you've stayed this long. (laughs) Yeah. So until next time, guys, we will talk to you later. Bye.